Welcome to another edition of BartCast, a podcast series curated by Bartimaeus Cooperative Ministries. Learn more at bcm-net.org. We are so delighted to have our elders and our friends, Harry and Jermaine, coming all the way from Saskatchewan online today, and we turn it over to you folks to share with us. Welcome. We welcome you and uh, we, uh, uh, we appreciate the, the invitation to, to share. Mamui Tawimau, which is the Cree way of saying Wakatanka, and God, and Yahweh, and the many names and numerous names that is that human beings have a, attached to their belief in the supreme being. The Mamuitawimau brings together or pulls together the unity of, of the three themes that we're we're remembering today as part of our our service fatherhood indigenous recognition these are all things that that tie together into that calendar that Chad referred to the solstice in our world the Cree world in uh, on the plains of uh, of Canada, and some to a certain extent of our people who have migrated to Montana. This is the season of the Sundance, Bakwe Simwin, Bakwe Simwin. This is the season where preparation for six months comes to a climax. The Sundance is a central ceremony of our people, and it survived. It survived the work that was uh, instilled by the colonial powers who came from from Europe to settle on our land to share this wonderful land with us. It survived that, thanks to thanks to elders and uh, and believers of the Sundance who took, who took that ceremony into the forest and celebrated and practiced every solstice period since the mid-1800s. One is com coming to an end today and with our in our neighbor uh, neighboring community of Beardies Okimasas. This is their third Sundance. Mm -hmm. And the Sundance is very special and central to who we are as people because it speaks to it speaks to our belief, number one, in God. 
the father of all creation, who, who holds all wisdom and shares that wisdom with us as we need it and as we uh, require it to be good people. That Sundance is in many ways the way of the cross for many people. People, individuals will promise to do a Sundance either for, for a special request, a way of grieving, a way of learning how to be uh, how to uh, how to become good people and so they begin uh, this journey by by committing themselves to a long period of preparation it begins on the shortest day of the year december 21st around that time period that's when the sundance singing begins and that person then gathers together with elders who who have been given the gift of conducting the sundance ceremony and from that moment on that person commits to, commits themselves to attend each of the sings that are that are part of the cycle of, of the Sundance. And it culminates at this time of the year and is a commitment to dance for four, four days, to dance regardless of the conditions, regardless of the weather, but it's a dance uh, of recognizing that suffering is part of life and that to, to grow and to mature and to achieve the results of, of our own spirituality, we must, we must accept suffering as part of our life. Dancing for four days with only water to sustain you calls on commitment calls on an acceptance that hunger and thirst and heat is part of life and that by dancing and recognizing God's presence in that dance, that, that is the way forward. If, it's, if the dance is there for grieving, it's a way of recognizing that grieving is a process and that you need to move constantly forward to heal from the hurt that you've experienced. The Sundance is our way of, of understanding Mamuyotawi Mao's gift to us, gift to grow spiritually and to understand that that life is not is not what 
we sometimes wish it to be, which is a bed of roses. It may be a bed of roses, but we have to remember that there are thorns with those roses. And those thorns hurt sometimes. They hurt terribly. If you've lost a, a partner, a wife, a child, it's a painful, hurt, hurting experience. And so the sun dance is Mamuyotawimao's way of helping us to journey through that hurt and to, and, and to come out of it a better person, a spiritually mature person, and to share that, to share that in a special way with family, with your, with your community, with those people who are in attendance at that Sundance ceremony. So the solstice in the Cree world holds a very special ceremony for us. And the June 21st was chosen deliberately in Canada because of the meaning that this, this solstice has with, uh, with mo most of our indigenous brothers and sisters across this country. And they used, and they used that, that knowledge then to tie us together, to bring us together and to give us an opportunity to share with all Canadians a little bit of who we are. That's what June 21st is about. It's about sharing with Canadians that we are part of their life, they are part of our life. And in order for us to, to become connected that way, then we have to know each other. We have to uh, accept each other. And we have to take joy in the diversity that Mamuyo Tawimau has given us uh, to, uh, uh, to coexist and to uh, appreciate the many gifts that come to us through creation. So it's a, it, this is a powerful time. It's the beginning of the, of the food gathering seasons. It's the beginning of, of enjoying here in Canada, enjoying the sunshine and the heat that turns into minus 40 in December and January. Um, but nevertheless, this is, uh, this is a time of renewal. This is a time of moving forward. This is a special time. And we give thanks to Mamu Tawimau for, for, uh, for the wisdom that we experience at, at, uh, at the uh, gifts of creation that we live in. Diego. Um, this is the best explanation I've had of the Sundance. <laughs> <laughs> it was always a, like a curiosity when I was younger. It was something you went to just to see what these people are doing and the women have to be in a corner and the men are in the other and the, the whole thing was different. The only thing I always took from that is if anybody complains about fasting in our different uh, churches and beliefs, fasting at a Sundance has way beyond and longer and harder. It's not an eight hour day. 
anyways, the other thing that I, that I would like to mention is this Aboriginal day, Indi Indigenous day that we celebrate. It's not just a party of dancing and singing and whatever, celebrating in all forms. It's also a sign, it shows us the resilience that Aboriginal people have had through life. As much as people have tried to bring them under, make them forget their uh, beliefs, their actions, the, the, the saying that we get once in a while is take the Indian out of the Indian. It is not that, it's a showing that no matter what you do, you never lose everything. Mm. And it seems like one of the things that we really talk about is the language. Right now, it's such a priority because the language expresses the culture. And so we look to our elders and our knowledge keepers to bring back to us those values that we have, the spirituality, the language, the importance of language, the values and teachings of child rearing, relationships, humility, sharing, patience. And there's, I don't know how many, lots, lots. okay, lots. <laughs> quite interesting. But anyways, and, and those things are being brought back and people are being made aware that they have them in them. The elders tell us, you know, sharing is being done. We know that. It has not been lost. Um, the values of spirituality, the language, those are all still alive, but deep down, and we have to bring them out. And that is, I think, is part of Aboriginal indig and Indigenous days. Um, people have to know that the Aboriginal people maybe had to hide their practices for a long time, the silence about it, but they were not silenced in the reality. The elders, the grandparents, the knowledge keepers kept them and now share them more openly because they are able to do so. I think that's all I want to say. <laughs> Jermaine, I'm, I'm just wondering if you could say a, a quick word on um, the, the unique culture that you come out of the, the uh, Michif, uh, Métis culture, because a lot of people here in the States don't know too much about that. A lot of people here in Canada don't know either. And <laughs> the, main reason, the main reason being that the Michif went, went into hiding in their own way, the same way as the Cree or the other tribes did. And it be, it's because the emphasis on taking away the Indian meant that we had to lose half of ourselves, the part that was Indian or Cree or Ojibwe or whatever. And people went into hiding and suffered because of it. They were put down, but there's a revival of that as well. And during the um, Indigenous Peoples Day, those celebrations, the Métis have their part as well. And there's a lot of jigging, as you mm -hmm. remember, I have a, a jigger in my <laughs> There's a lot of jigging and uh, fiddling and gathering the same way 
gathering and eating together is such part of celebrations in our group of people. And so, and the Métis, uh, the Métis or the Michif, the way we say it, is actually usually um, a combination. For those people who don't know, it's a combination of an Aboriginal group and whether it's French or sometimes it's the Scottish, uh, the Irish, those people. Now we had a way of saying it, uh, the Métis were the French and Aboriginal. The others were half breeds. In other words, you were Scottish and English. And that's the way I remember it at home. We knew the community if people called them Michif or if they called them half breed. And not, it wasn't a put down within the Metis. It may have been a put down from the, the groups who did not know what was going on. But I have family members who went into hiding, never, never, never admitted their um, ethnicity. And I think it's a sad way of living that you have to hide who you are. When you can come out, there's a freedom. And there, more people, a lot more people have done. And we had our elders and they were telling us who we were and how we had uh, participated in the different events of history. And so we knew what our role had been. It's just a matter of believing it, being thankful for what you were able to do and having a good time as a Métis. <laughs> Thank you. I just want, I want to let those that were not at the Institute in on what Jermaine is referring to on Thursday night at the Institute. We always, we have, we have big parties, but, but we talked it. We talked it this year with Harry doing an amazing jig, which, wow, you, you just busted so many moves. It was unbelievable. <laughs> So that, if you can see Harry do a jig, you never want to miss that. It was beautiful. So thank you for that, Harry. <laughs> you have been listening to the Bartcast, produced by Bartimaeus Cooperative Ministries. To find our resources or to donate to support the Bartcast, please go to chedmyers.org. Thank you for listening. Thank you.